someone was just saying like, what do you wish 20 years looks like for black women? And I said, oh, I hope I don't get in trouble for this, but I pray that it's a time where we don't let society put us against each other because we've already fought that within ourselves. Hello and welcome to Actin' Up, the podcast that dives deep into the world of TV and film that highlights our people, our communities, and our stories. In this episode, we'll talk to Kelly Rowland about birthing her new baby, new movie, and a new album, all during a pandemic. And we'll give you a sneak peek at what to expect at the 2021 Grammy Awards. This is Acting Up. In honor of Women's Month, it's only fitting that my first guest is a woman who I have looked up to for such a long time. Kelly Rowland burst onto the scene alongside Beyonce as a teenager in what would become one of the most successful girl groups ever, Destiny's Child. Since then, we've all watched her grow into an incredible woman, wife, mother, philanthropist, solo artist, actress, executive producer, and so much more. Kelly is one of those friends you can text at any hour for any reason, and she's there to listen, to encourage, and to uplift. She's so generous with her time, with her struggles, and with her honesty, and she truly celebrates the women in her life year-round. I'm so lucky to call Kelly Rowland a friend, and I'm delighted to have her as the first guest on Acting Up. Just weeks after she gave birth to baby Noah, we sat down to talk about how she's handled the COVID-19 crisis with such grace and managed to birth a new baby, a new movie, and a new album in a year plagued with uncertainty. We also discuss how she's inspired by the women in her life and what she hopes to accomplish as she navigates Hollywood as an actress and now an executive producer. Kelly also opens up about how one song, Flowers, helped her make peace with her late mother. You are glowing. I can't believe we're even doing this. Noah's not a month old yet and you're working and you're smiling. It's so good to see that. It's so good to see you. And honestly, he's a good baby. I can't wait till you meet him. I cannot wait. Certainly a silver lining to a tough year that we've all been through. And how crazy getting pregnant during the pandemic. I remember like, wait, what? We're doing this right now? And I think you were going to shoot a movie somewhere else. So much chaos and such a beautiful result. What a superhero to you of going through all of this and doing all of this at this time. Like, what are you doing over there? <laughs> You're working out the ninth hour, just killing it in so many ways. I think such an inspiration to me and so many people. So talk to me about all of this fierceness that you're giving us right now. I am trying to just have fun in COVID or just take the good with the bad. It's insane. I won't even necessarily say bad because I feel like in COVID, I've learned a lot about myself as a woman, as a mother, as a wife, as a businesswoman. So in moments where I was just frustrated, I would sometimes dance my way through. Or the moments where I'm just trying to figure stuff out, mm -hmm. I'll have to talk about it. You're forced to talk about stuff and trying to have fun in between it when you can. Obviously, Noah, I think will always be the, the thing we remember you doing at this time in your life. But we also finally get music that you and I have been talking about for a while now, right at the beginning. If it was practically ready and then COVID. So fast forward and here it is. How does it feel to finally get it out? 
Amazing because some of them I've held on to for so long. And then for others, it's been like, oh my God, I can't wait to share this with everybody. So with records like Hitman and records like Black Magic, crazy, they all felt so urgent. And I've wanted more up tempos and I got them. I feel really excited about that. You have all the up tempos. I've heard a few tracks. Cannot wait for all of this music to come out. Black Magic. Oh gosh, it's exactly what we need right now. It's so much fun. These songs really sound like you. Is this the most personal that you've gotten when it comes to the music from you? I think so. Because think about how long it took me to put everything out. I felt like there was pressure put on for a minute because it was, when are you releasing music? Da, 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 da. And I was not ready. And I didn't want to just put anything out because then understand how much I was thinking about everything so intricately and making sure that it was like a personal journey. And it is a personal journey as a record. And it's so funny because somebody was like, what's the meaning behind K, the album title? I was like, it just goes to show how quick we needed to turn this thing around. It's K. Put a K on it. Let's go. Let's put it out. (laughs) That's literally what it is. I'm not going to sit up here and like, oh my God, it wasn't that for me. It was like, I'm excited. Let's put it out. Period. What is the song that you are the most proud of to get out? I would say I'm really excited about Flowers because the first time I heard Flowers, I was in an office setting and I knew I couldn't cry right there. (laughs) It was like a brand new person. I was like, I can't do that. I don't really know them that well, so I'm not going to do that. (laughs) I felt it in my, you know how you feel it right here. And it made me think of my mother and all these things I wish I would have told her because our relationship was so tumultuous. I would definitely say she really needed to hear the things that I wanted to tell her. And I did have this spiritual moment. And I remember after I heard the song, I told her exactly how I felt. I said it out loud in like my backyard and cried and had this whole moment. And I would often hear the whole saying, oh, you want to give people their flowers while they're here? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. But that is so real. And I think that people don't hear it until they can feel what that feeling feels like to not be able to say that to someone or say what you needed to say or say what you wanted to say. I don't wish that for even an enemy. I don't wish a shoulda, coulda, woulda for anybody that needs to share their heart with somebody. When I heard that song, I knew that that was it. I actually remember, I think, when you told me that you recorded a song and it made you think about your mom. And I got this music last week. My mom is struggling with something right now. And when I heard that song, I knew that that was it. I felt it so deeply. And I think so many people all of the sudden can relate to exactly what you just expressed and exactly what that song so beautifully captures, which is we do not have all of this time. Whether you've lost someone or someone is battling something, I mean, so many people have been awakened to the fragility of life right now. And it was just so beautiful to hear a song that captured that and felt very comforting. And I know that it's not just me that will feel like that. I think so many people feel like they grew up with you. So many people feel like you sang their stories. We don't really get to grow with the people who were that for us, like we have with you, because you started so young and because you just keep evolving with us. I know that I'm so committed to giving people their flowers and I'm constantly thinking of you as someone who I'm just so proud of, not only as a friend, but even just if I didn't know you and love you just as a fan. 
You're just one of those people who feel like a friend to so many. And I just think it's so brave of you to keep going with all of it through all of these phases of your life. You're so open. There are a bunch of mothers looking at you right now being like, then we all trying to figure this out together. Okay, really? Like I'm over here looking at Kelly Rowland, like I'm feeling tired, it's quarantine, I'm stressed out, but she is lifting weights with an eight and a half month baby in there. Like I'm gonna go get my ass up because I just saw Kelly Rowland <laughs> living her best life. I hope that you know that. And I just wonder, do you realize what an impact you've made on so many of our lives? No, I guess not. I never think about it like that. I really don't. I know how other women have impacted my life and how I feel like for each other, we should all be the gift that continues to give, whether it's a compliment or sharing stories and us being inspired by each other by all of those stories. Someone was just saying like, what do you wish 20 years looks like for Black women? And I said, oh, I hope I don't get in trouble for this, but I pray that it's a time where we don't let society put us against each other because we've already fought that within ourselves, where we don't have to compare and measure and feel like we're inspired. Because I feel like for so long, society just did this thing where it's like, oh, well, if it's a Black girl, then we just want this Black girl and we'll just praise this one. This is what every Black girl should look like. No, we come in so many different shades and shapes and sizes and they're all so glorious. So of course they're going to try to find or try to make space for one, but you can't do that. And that's what coffee is. My coffee is so important to me because I feel like that's just celebrating us all. Yeah. I want us to do it amongst each other. And then they know, don't bring them games over here. We don't fall for that. Talk about some of the women that you referenced. Who are some of the women that continue to inspire you? The cool thing is they're all within hand's reach. I get the strength of my mama T, the lessons of life from my mother. I love how, what an amazing, just all around woman my sisters are, B, Angie, Solange, Michelle. You know what I mean? To be able to work with goddesses like Yvette, to our friendship that we share. So many people are like, oh my God, they always go to my celeb friends. And I'm like, y'all don't even know. To be a celebrity is just to be celebrated. I celebrate all the women in my life because they're celebrities in my eyes because they've either shown me something about life, about womanhood, about being a wife, a mother, a friend. I just feel like I'm rich in that. I'm rich in my female energy. I think that so many amazing people gravitate towards you. One thing I can say that I've seen, gosh, since we were covering you in Teen People even, you always have Black women on your team. I have met some of the most talented women in this industry, the behind the scenes ones, the makeup artists, the Sheikas. I feel like you are definitely someone who truly does lift up other women and especially women of color all of the time. And that's something that I just wish that there was more of it. And I wonder if you think that the quarantine and us being apart for so long, if you think that there's been a shift where more women and more of us are willing to stop with all the bullshit, finally. I feel like it is. Only because between scrolling and just seeing what everybody's doing and everybody being so open and transparent, it has been awesome (laughs) to watch. And everybody just being honest and authentic. I think that when we are our most 
authentic selves, we're able to be free. I have really enjoyed just watching Gabrielle Union is another woman I admire. I will never forget her speech at Essence. And she said this, I think, publicly. She said her daughter freed her. She said her daughter set her free. That is incredible. It's the most beautiful thing to watch women evolve and to watch them just continue to grow and want to become their most amazing self. Obviously, we're so excited for the music. And I think these songs are going to make such an impact. We've been waiting. We've been ready for this music. But that's not the only part of your career that you're working on. You're executive producing, you're acting. I've always wanted to ask you if navigating the TV and film industry as a Black woman feels more or less or the same in terms of like the agency. You're coming into TV and film world already a celebrity, already a following. So there's not so much a question of, will people like me? Do they want to see me? You know that they do. But the whole taking your power in this industry, what was that like? I feel like no matter where I am, I still have something to prove. It's not even necessarily to everybody else, but it's to myself. I was so nervous to executive produce. And the first Mary Little, I was learning everything. I think every time you do it, you learn. But this time I was just way more hands-on because I wanted to be drenched in everything from budgets to people to all the decisions because I respect it. And it was wasn't just like a vanity project I just wanted to slap my name on. That's not the school I came up in. And that's not what I admire about even my sister. One of the reasons I admire her so much, Solange so much, is because every part of their show, every single part that you watch, I don't care if it's down to a nail, they've said, oh, I think this should be this. And this is the reason why. I find that very admirable and brilliant. And that's how relentless to perfection you are. And you want it to be great for those that are watching. That's the real big takeaway. You want people to have an experience. I wanted people to feel loved by the littles and feel like that was their mom or their sister, the guy that they want to fall in love with. I wanted them to have something to take away. The littles were their family. Thinking about everything, what the characters feel like, what are they going to wear? And what does the set design look like? And what does the house feel like? Do they have this certain thing? Is making sure that it's black enough. And we pronounce that in our movie before black cast, black director, black executive, like all of this means the most to me. So I wanted to take in and I'll continue to take in everything because the truth is I loved executive producing just like I love creating in the studio. So I'm like, oh, I want to do more of it. Do you think that as an executive producer and as someone who now is in a position to, I think, open up the gates for people behind you, I feel like there's this line in Hollywood, like, yeah, we would hire more people of color, but they just aren't there. I wonder for you, you've been in it, you've been swimming around in those waters. Do you think that that's a myth? Do you think there's still a barrier to entry for people of color? Or do you think that people can do the work? Hollywood can find them and can do the work if they want to. The truth is what I learned about watching this one Game of Thrones documentary. I watched this Game of Thrones documentary and what I respected so much about the producers is that everybody in the hair department, lighting department, set design, like everybody with the specific jobs and everything, they love what they did. 
It's more so about people who absolutely love it. It cannot, to me, be somebody who's just like, oh, yeah, I do that sometimes. Or, yeah, I like it. You have to love it. That's why that darn show was so great. So great down to all the makeup and everything was so precise. And when you saw these people, they were away from their children. And it's a real sacrifice. Whoever it is, they have to love it. Love it with all your might. And be a, if this is your passion, you'll be able to see it. So if you don't have a point of entry, I say continue to beat people's doors down. Like I have to convince my cousin's son because he would be amazing at set design. I was like, no, 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 you have to just try this. Just see if you like it because he's an artist, but he makes everything look so incredible and so beautiful and he does it with nothing. So he's really creative. So I just feel like it's about having people who absolutely freaking love whatever job description and department where they showcase themselves on screen. Ugh, I know I have to let you go, I think. But I want to know, what are you watching? What are we doing? What are we watching at home? We've been pregnant. What have we caught up on? What are we loving on TV and film? I just finished Lupin. What? Okay, what? You watched it in subtitles? You read the show? I had to. By the way, I would watch a foreign film and read as fast as I can and look at it all at the same time because it's just so interesting. Yeah. I like different perspectives and seeing like new lighting and all this other kind of stuff. I've always been a movie buff. I didn't know how it was going to show itself into my occupation. And now I do. What and did you like about Lupin? Tell me, because I wish I knew I can't do it. The fact that there's a thief that you have an all of this heart for, the way it was shot, the lead actor in it, he is absolutely magical. And it's so brilliant. I'm like, wow, was this a book? I believe it's a book. And they turned it into this. It's just really well executed. It really is. And Bridget is great too. What did you like about Bridgerton, Kelly? (laughs) We must have not spoken about Bridgerton, the most popular show ever. Everybody loved it. Before everyone loved it, I loved it. I remember. That's why I watched it. Yeah. I watched Bridgerton and I was like, oh my goodness. I just thought it was enchanting in some moments. And then it was a trip to me how that this is the only part, but I get it. That's the way it was in those days. How a woman was just to show herself as just being beautiful in a woman. Mm -hmm. That's the only part I was like, wow. Wow, look how far we've come from here to we have a vice president. There's a black woman in office. This is crazy. So crazy. And what else did I like? I love the costumes. I love the Duke. He's just such a cutie pie. I think that's the thing. I think you have to love the Duke to care about this show. I just like, he looked like my brother. I mean, he's lovely, but it just was not my bag. And so I was bored. I was really bored. And I just hate when that happens. I thought it was good. I didn't think there was anything wrong with it. I don't have any criticism. It was just like, this doesn't fit me. Another friend of mine was like, this feels like a teen show. Some people's cup of tea and some people it's just not. I completely get it. Uh, Last thing, what is something weird that you got into watching during quarantine? Like something you never really probably would have watched, but it got you. Or that you were just really surprised by. So Titan is... He's obsessed with snakes. He's even asked me for a snake. I said, ask your father for a new house because we ain't going to be in the same space if there's a snake in his house. And he's probably going to say, not in the form of a serpent, like from Mars. (laughs) But anyways, he watches all this old Steve Irwin footage. He watched nothing but YouTube and Steve Irwin. And he can't remember that I took him to this reptile 
reptile park in Australia when we were there. And he was able to hold all these baby little alligators and stuff like that. But he just thinks it's the coolest thing. And he also thinks that 90s music, which I'm very proud of him for. Yes. He's just really feeling all 90s music. I love that. So you've been watching Steve Irwin getting bitten up by weird mono dragons. And he wants to rewind it. He's like, look at him. The python got his face, mommy. Rewind it. I'm like, that ain't funny. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for really helping me loosen up, I think, for the first episode of my podcast. And it was such a blast to have you. I'm so excited for everyone to finally hear this beautiful music. Thanks, Court. You're welcome. I'm really excited because I just feel like it's been so long, so long. And now it's ready. Well, we are ready for it. I love you. Thank you a million times for doing this with me. I'll text you in a minute. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Now let's turn our attention to the 2021 Grammy Awards going down this Sunday, March 14th. Jesse Collins is co-executive producing this year's show alongside Ben Winston. And considering the success of the 2020 BET Awards, we think he's just the man for the job. He and his company recently produced the weekend Super Bowl halftime show and will co-produce the Academy Awards next month. This year's show is hosted by Trevor Noah. And considering his knack for comedy and social commentary, we're expecting some big moments from him. There's still a lot we don't know about how organizers will pull off the annual event amid the ongoing COVID pandemic. What we do know is that the event will not be held at the Staples Center like usual, but instead will go down at an undisclosed building in Los Angeles. We've also heard that several of the performers will be in the same room, but they'll be adhering to social distancing guidelines. Rolling Stone reports that performances will take place across four stages with another one dedicated to presenters. We expect to see a mix of live performances, pre-taped segments, and appearances via video. And there are a lot more performances slated this year than usual. Performers include Cardi B, Meg Thee Stallion, Roddy Rich, DaBaby, Doja Cat, Brittany Howard, Mickey Guyton, Bad Bunny, and Dua Lipa, among others. Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack will also take the stage as their newly formed duo, Silk Sonic. This could be a history-making year for Beyonce, who's nominated for nine awards. If she brings home five of them, she'll replace Quincy Jones as the living artist with the most Grammy wins. If she wins four, she'll have nabbed more trophies than any other female artist in history. If Beyonce manages to bring home eight awards, she'll become the artist with the most Grammy wins ever. She's going up herself for Record of the Year, where Black Parade is nominated alongside Savage, her collab with Make the Stallion. B isn't the only Carter nominated this year. Her daughter, Blue Ivy, has already made history as one of the youngest nominees ever after earning herself a nomination for Best Music Video for Brown Skin Girl. Bay's husband, Jay-Z, could also bring home a win as a co-writer on Black Parade if it wins Song of the Year, making Sunday night a real family affair for the Carter clan. Speaking of Megan Thee Stallion, she's poised for a big night herself with four nominations, including Best New Artist, Best Rap Song, and Best Rap Performance. Other contenders in that category include the late Pop Smoke, Big Sean featuring the late Nipsey Hussle, and Baby facing off against Lil Baby. If, like me, you're still having a hard time keeping those two straight, you're not alone. For me, it's all about the teeth, and it's helpful for me to remember that Baby has the best smile. Got it? Okay, moving on. 
Another interesting aspect of this year's ceremony is that we'll finally be paying attention to the country categories, thanks to Mickey Guyton. The singer is already blazing trails as the first Black woman to be nominated as a solo artist in the country category, and her song, Black Like Me, is up for Best Country Solo Performance. We'll also be watching out for Brittany Howard, whose album, Jamie, is nominated across several categories. The Alabama Shakes frontwoman made quite an impact with her solo project last year, nabbing five nominations, including Best Rock Performance, Best R&B Performance, Best American Roots Performance, Best Alternative Album, and Best Rock Song. For all of the most up-to-date Grammy info, keep it locked on thegrio.com, where we'll be coming at you live on Sunday night with all of the big wins, big news, and big moments from music's biggest night. Make sure to check out next week's episode of Dear Culture Podcast, where I'll be checking in to provide a recap of everything that goes down on Sunday night. Thanks for listening to Acting Up. If you liked what you heard, please give us a five-star review and subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcasts. Please email all questions, suggestions, and compliments to podcasts at thegrio.com. Acting Up is brought to you by The Grio and executive produced by Courtney Wills and produced by Kevin Y. Brown and Cameron Blackwell. For more with me and Acting Up, check us out on Instagram at actingup.pod. 